I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, who is severely underrated in 2K. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I haven't played 2K in a bit. I wonder... So, we're, we'll talk about 2K, some 2K ratings on this pod today, but I wonder what Brandon Clark's rating is going to be. Can we do a victory lap? Well, we can't do a victory lap yet because it's still just the summer league, but we hyped up Brandon Clark so much on this pot. I, I got so many, I got angry people at me for saying I would take Brandon Clark over RJ Barrett. If I was Dallas and where are you at still, now? Where are you uh, well, at now? Well, well, I will say that I still, <laughs> you know, people would still say that that might be a little too hottish of a take, but, um, the dudes look great in summer league. I've I've enjoyed watching him in summer league. He just won the summer league MVP in Vegas. Just love that guy. I think he's going to be a stud in the league. Yes, and the, for a team that's going to suck. And the Knicks didn't make the playoffs, even though they played three of their starters. So, <laughs> so regular season starters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that season's not going to go very well. I don't think. So. Oof. Uh, yeah, Summer League Finals going on right now. Uh, we don't know anything about the end of it. so, uh, But it probably won't matter that much. The Grizzlies will probably win. Brandon Clark will probably come out on top. Grayson Allen will probably push somebody else. And uh, there you go. That's your, that's your Summer I League Finals. Brandon Clark, I mean, somebody's going to punch Grayson Allen. It's it's inevitable at this point. I mean, he got ejected the other day for like a hard foul. And like, what what are you doing, bro? Like, when are when are you going to learn? I don't know what's going to take at this point. Besides somebody just decking him. They should make him be the Tar Heel mascot for like a month. And that'll that'll show him. You gotta walk around with the suit on. Or they should just smack. they should just put like a booth at like the opening of of uh, UNC's first game where people could just throw water balloons at him. Just the whole How about time. Rocks? The whole time before No, we don't wanna hurt him. Just the whole time no. before the game. <laughs> You yeah. can freeze a water balloon. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the podcast today, we're going to talk about 2K rating rankings. They uh, they came out, and we are we are obtuse. We are we are upset with these rankings Ooh. and ratings. So we will. The top twenty came out. So we'll talk about those, and then uh, we want to get into this hypothetical conversation about Harrison Barnes because it kind of came up a little while ago during the off season and during free agency, and the Mavs traded away Harrison Barnes. And they didn't uh, want to to pay him. It felt like they didn't want to keep him around. They wanted to get this cap space. And then what did they do with it? And so we wanted to have that conversation, kind of a mini what if, and talk about the Harrison Barnes situation and what that means for the Mavericks. Should they have just kept Harrison Barnes? Things like that. So, uh, but before we do that, Isaac, two K rankings came out, and go ahead, just complain about number one. Go ahead, just just spew all of your. Absolute just vitriol towards the number one guy, and uh, I won't say anything. LeBron James is still number one in these ratings, and he got a 97 overall rating over Kawhi. I mean, he's tied with Kawhi, but the 2K account tweeted out that he's like slightly above Kawhi. I just don't, I simply just don't get it. I mean, 
you give these ratings based off what just happened this past season, heading into next season. LeBron just played fifty something games. He why is that the def- Why is that the first thing you bring I'm, up? You just said you wasn't gonna say anything. I know, but it's he so just played stupid. He just played fifty something games. He didn't make the playoffs, and he doesn't play defense. And he, you know, obviously, if he didn't make the playoffs, he didn't make some big finals run. I just don't understand how you can put him over Kawhi, Giannis. I think it should be in the top. I think he should definitely be in the top five. Uh, but I just than, don't see any world in which. And uh, what? He's better than Giannis right now. We just saw Giannis in the playoffs. Just absolutely. At least we saw him. He, in the East. Yeah, and he, and I know. He didn't what get that? injured this year. You okay. can't hold injuries against somebody. Like this, we're gonna talk about. This I can. I can hold defense. You're gonna be upset with Porzingis with Porzingis's rating because he's gonna get the injury held against him. But it shouldn't matter. It should just matter about your play. I can. I can hold his defense against him. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, and that's where I think you know. I, yeah, but either way, I just don't. How can you justify LeBron after the season he just had having a higher rating than the MVP? Who just had a deep playoff run in Giannis? I mean, that's what I, I think. Go, LeBron I had better numbers than the MVP. I don't. Sure, in those fifty-five games, but cool. Why does the he fifty-five also, games matter? He got injured. It's not like he was. I mean, Kawhi so Leonard if, played like five more games than him. Okay, so if a player goes out and, and plays one game, he still can come back the next year and, and still be the exact same or higher rating than he was the year before. If he was, I don't, really, I don't, if he was really, really good in that one game. See, I don't. I no, don't but it's it's that. the Embiid thing where Embiid should have been rookie of the year that year, even though he played like thirty games. He was way and above better than all the rest of those. And just if we were ranking it just on his play on the court, he should have been really, really good. Sure, they have like an injury thing on there, right? Like they have an injury slider, but yeah, I don't think LeBron should be one. I'll I'll just say that. Yeah, I don't either. I think he should be like three or four. Yeah, we we but... know. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Durant should be above him too. So yeah, I'd put uh, Giannis at four. Sure, put him over James Harden. Yeah, Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Harden are all tied at ninety six. Uh, yeah, I think in my personal rank, I would do Kawhi one. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Durant, and Giannis at two and three. See, I would put and Kevin Durant then. above Giannis. I would put I would put Durant and Kawhi at ninety seven. I think. Yes, and then uh, LeBron at four. I just don't think, yeah. Anyway. The thing is, then you put, so you think Harden and and LeBron are are just as good as each other? Right now? Yeah. At each each other's spots in their careers? Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird, right? Like, to try and compare those two. Yeah, two different, yeah, two different type of players, but yeah. And then Anthony da- or Steph Curry's at 95, Anthony Davis 94, Paul George 93, Lillard 92, and B 91, Kyrie 91. Kyrie under Damian Lillard. Are we good with it? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, so the top 10 cuts off at Embiid. So by 2K, your top 10 players is what, you know, Nick just said after the after Harden, you know, 6 through 10 is is Steph, AD, Paul George, Lillard and Embiid. Um, it's kind of wild that, you know, Paul George is up there that high, but I mean, he's, he good. was just third in MVP yeah. voting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot he finished in, that. uh, which vi- the video I'm working on now. Yeah. Yeah. The Anthony Davis video that I just finished that I don't think has been posted yet. Uh, at the beginning I made a joke that 
you know, there's nine players in the top five right now. Like, honestly, there's nine players in the top five because there's a case to be made for all these guys. LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, Durant, Harden, Curry, Davis, Lillard, because he just had that crazy run in the playoffs. And then Paul George is just third in MVP voting. <laughs> yeah. All those guys, you can make a case that they're top five. And uh, there's nine of them. <laughs> it's crazy, too, when you look at those top ten players of this list of, you know, who's on the same team now. You know, by yeah. 2K standards, you know, LeBron at one and AD at sevens together. Kawhi at two and Paul George at eight, you know, is together. So, I think after you after Embiid at 10, then you look at these next crop of players, and this is where it gets a little interesting. You know, they have you know Kyrie at 91 the same ranking as Embiid and then you have Jokic at 90 and Russell Westbrook at 90 Westbrook and Jokic the same rating perfect <laughs> it's just a, weird just weird enough to be perfect what a complete opposite <laughs> the thing players. is though 2k should be really really good for Westbrook Man, should it be good for Westbrook? Like, he's just going to be so high in some of these categories. His shooting is going to be low, but he's going to be so high in the other categories that it's going to be good for his ranking, you know? And then Klay Thompson at 89, right under Westbrook, is so weird. They're so opposite. The defense, the shooting. Yeah, man. That, yeah. (laughs) I like hmm. Clay at 89, I feel like that's like an undersell. Because under this rating, only 13 players in the league have a 90 or above rating. Uh, with Clay and Carl Anthony Towns at 15 at 89. And then you get a group of four players who are 88. And Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy five. Gobert. There's five. Blake oh, Griffin. five. Blake Griffin at 88, too. Yeah, Blake Griffin, too. And that rounds out your top 20 players of, you know... <sighs> All right, let's let's uh, we have to take a break. Maybe cool down a little bit. When we come back, maybe some fiery Nick, maybe some fiery Isaac, and uh, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about it. This is a safe place. All right, Isaac. So we mentioned the top twenty rounds out with five players at an eighty-eight ranking: Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Blake Griffin. Outside of the top twenty are the two best Dallas Mavericks players in um, Justin Jackson, Dorian Finney-Smith. Tim Hardaway Jr. also outside the top 20. Also, Luka Doncic is not in the top 20. He is not an 88, and that is ridiculous. I think he ended the season at an 87. So over the summer, he didn't get one point better. He didn't get one rating point better. Donovan Mitchell is an 88 and Luka Doncic can't get an 88? Are you kidding me? What is Donovan Mitchell better at that Luka Do- than Luka Doncic right now that would matter in 2K? Tell me. Dunk, dunking. Someone tell me a thing that, that Donovan Mitchell is better at than Luka Doncic right now. <laughs> God. Kristaps Porzingis, not even anywhere close to this. Yeah, I don't know what Porzingis said. I, I did see on, on Twitter that Ben Simmons uh, came in at 87. And they revealed like a first look at his rating. So if Ben Simmons is at an 87, which is right under Blake Griffin and those guys, then um, yes, Luka Doncic better not be anywhere below an 87. I'm hoping that maybe he's at a at a tie, you know, at the 88. But Porzingis last year was an 88. Okay, so Porzingis got worse. Someone's telling me Porzingis got worse after he was gone. But, but see, here's my thing. When 
I think injuries do like I think it I understand if he's knocked down to like an eighty five or eighty six, like Porzingis. Because, you know, the tearing ACL you pretty much set out an entire season. Like all that I I kinda understand that. Because the ratings on two K um some of you, if you don't play video games, you're completely lost right now. Oh, that's true. We're talking, I didn't explain this very well. We're, we're talking about NBA 2K20, the new, you know, the basketball video game that's coming out this fall, and they did this reveal of their ratings. And a lot, we talk about it because a lot of players care really deeply about this. You see players on Twitter and social media, they're arguing about it. They and, argue with the, like, developers. And, and they do all this stuff where they take all these, they go, they walk into this little, like, chamber and they take all these photos of themselves and they do all this stuff and they get, like, the tattoo twos right and all this crazy stuff the nba works really closely with 2k obviously they have the the 2k league yeah that the nba you know kind of runs and uh we're fond of the 2k league and so this this is is a big deal right like it's a a big deal these ranking these ratings come out uh the porzingis thing i'm not as mad about obviously but uh he's gonna come back and now that you know there's online play and everything like that his rating will change throughout the year and so will lucas and it did last year i think he started at a 79 and then it went up. Uh, but, you know, Porzingis will change as he comes back and as he, you know, recovers and stuff like that. So now it could, now that it can change, you know, back in the back in uh, when we got video games when we were kids, it wouldn't change, right? You just get the one rating and that was it. Unless you went and edited it yourself, which I did all the time. <laughs> Let me make Shaq super good at handles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, yeah, where does Luca fall in? Is he going to come into this game at an eighty-seven? Fall uh, is a good way to put it, Isaac Harris. Fall. I wish, he fell I wish. out of this out of this top twenty. See, I, I okay. I have a couple more names to throw at you too. Of they're not on this list either, and one of them had a big injury. Where does Vic, Victor Oladipo fall? See, I don't think he's as good as these guys. Well, I, he should be better than Donovan Mitchell, though. I think. I think okay, but th- I think that's Oladipo's my saying. Like Mitchell, Mitchell, Blake Griffin, some of those guys, like. I mean, Oladipo, and we love whatever. Donovan Mitchell. We, we <laughs> yes, yes. If Rudy we were Gobert's the GMs, of the, we, we were the GMs of the Mavericks, we would have Donovan Mitchell on the Mavericks. I got another one for you. Where's Bradley Beal? Yeah, that that that's huge. Where's he was D'Angelo? Awesome last D'Angelo, year. Like I know D'Angelo Russell, you know whatever, but yeah. like he was still an All Star. Is he? You know, where's Bradley Beal on this list of eighty eight, eighty seven? I would, if I had to guess, I would hope that next group is. You know, if they're not 88s, it's an 87 group of Luca, Brad, Bill, um, Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. There's probably somebody else I'm missing too throughout the league. Mike Conley's probably not that hot. Uh, yeah, where's Draymond fall? Where does where does like DeRozan and Aldridge fall? I have no clue. <laughs> um, where does Drew Holiday fall? Yeah, Drew's a good one on that list. Lowry, uh, maybe Jamal Murray. Devin Booker, don't know where they're going to put some of these guys. But, yeah, that's kind of like the next. So, um, they also, to give more uh, kind of perspective of it, they also released the top five rookie ratings um, in 2K coming up. So, at pick number five was Darius Garland. He came in at 77. DeAndre Hunter at Dang. pick four was a 77. I forgot Darius Garland existed. I know. Pick three, R.J. Barrett is going to start off as a 78 with Ja Morant at a 79. And then Zion Williamson will start off in 2K rated at an 81. Can we, can we bring up the 2K ratings for the rookies last year? Because I feel like they're the exact same. It's like, all right, you're the number two pick, you're a 79. Okay, you're the number. <laughs> it's pretty much like salaries and the salary cap. Yeah, you just, it just slots scale, in. The 2K rating scale. <laughs> yes. You're the you're number one gonna... pick, you're an 81. 
<laughs> I feel like Aiden was an 81 last year. I'm going to look that up because I feel like he was. Yeah, I don't know where he would land on that. But still, I mean, you, you kind of, yeah. 2K ratings, players care about it. Whether, I mean, there's a lot of people that's like, hey, this is stupid. Who cares about ratings? It's fun. I mean, we, we both play the game. We have fun with it. And obviously Mavs Gaming has their team and uh, knowing some of those guys with dimes in them and which good luck to them with playoff stuff. And, but yeah, I mean, these players, oh, how many of these players do we follow on social media that post on their Instagram stories and they're playing 2K all the time? And uh, these players care about their ratings. So I think Madden ratings came out today too. Uh, by the way, if you play Madden, I used to play Madden. I just can't get into it anymore. But uh, did you find DeAndre Ayton's? He was a 79. Okay, so Zion should would is probably like the best rookie rating that we've had in a while. Luca was I'm, a 79. Bagley was a 78. So that was number two. Jaron Jackson Jr. is 78. Trey Young's a 77. <laughs> Does go. Does go in order. Luca got Where's, the 79, though, which is. Is Trey, is Trey Young even an 80? I'm just kidding. Right now? That, that's mean. So, yeah, that's the 2K ratings. There's uh, If Luca's not an 87, we riot. Yes. Because. Which then, we're already halfway rioting <laughs> because Dwayne Wade has his own cover of 2K and, and Dirk, Dirk doesn't. doesn't. And this this isn't going to get me to play the other game, but Luca is going to be on the cover of NBA Live, so um, I'm still not going to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luca. We're not even going to buy it just for him. No, no. Out completely out on it. I hope it does well. <laughs> I'm also excited for the uh, the WNBA to get into 2K. Yes, that's huge. That's cool because I think Live had WNBA last year. They did, so it's it's cool that 2K got that because 2K's. Um, I'm gonna light you up with with a Rike. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm ready. I'll take you to the post with Griner. You could have said grind you in the post with Griner. No, that'd been weird. <laughs> Liz Cambage will will eat her lunch. Every That's who I need day. to play with. I'll play with the Aces. She's great. Well, I'll play with Chelsea. All-star star. Oh, Chelsea Gray. No. No, she's a, she's an all-star starter, too. Oh, really? I saw him about the soccer yeah. team. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, another thing that, that uh, I just randomly saw this on Twitter before we hit record. Oh, no. So, Ben Simmons is getting his, his five-year, $170 million extension, right? Jamal yeah. Murray got a five-year, $170 million extension. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Jamal Murray. Really? You're in the you're yeah. in that you hate Ben Simmons so much. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't like players that can't shoot. I mean, it's kind of a quality you need. You hate not, Ben Simmons so look you LeBron no, couldn't shoot when he came in the NBA. Uh, can he still? No, I the Ben Simmons thing, I don't I don't dislike him. I dislike him in Philly. That's my thing. I want him to be freed from Philly. I want I I, I hate him and MB together. It's just I think his flaws get maximized with when he's with Embiid. So yeah, I I think he's fine. But as long as he's in Philly, I no, I'm not about it. But if he could ever, if they could just trade him to a team, that's why I was all about the Anthony Davis Ben Ben Simmons like swap or like fake yeah, rumor out so, there, yeah. because him and Alvin Gentry's system in New Orleans would have been so much fun. Like I, 
I just want a team. He's not as good as Giannis. He's not as big as Giannis. He's not as physical as Giannis. But what Milwaukee built around Giannis to maximize his strengths, that's what somebody needs to do with Ben Simmons. And if you have Joel Embiid, you can't. You just can't do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the extension. You have to do it. It's kind of like anything. You, you have to do it, and he'll have heck of trade value if, you know, let's say Philly starts off the season and they're, you know, middle of the pack in the east and like well this sucks and they scan the market you know what could you i mean you could get a pretty dang good package for ben simmons so that yeah but i would take i would take jamal murray over him and i'm not even that big of a jamal murray fan it's like the porzingis deal in a way right you you just have to do it i mean you can't really yeah. mess around with it uh even though there's the shooting concerns with simmons the injury concern with with porzingis i think uh, what would you rather have injury concerns or shooting concerns um, shooting concerns, shooting and defense can, or you'd rather have the shooting concerns. Cause you rather just have a guy that's out there and available. Yes. Yes. Over a guy that's going to have his room booked in the hospital every week. You're not saying that about Porzingis. Oh, okay. You're trying to compare those two. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, wow, you just really threw this Mav season. <laughs> no, I didn't know he's going that <laughs> way. That's, that's a little, I thought you meant like continuous, like, Injury concerns. I'm not saying like would you rather in Porzingis' situation. Parsons. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought he was going. Like (laughs) I that type of route. In it's it's all relative to the injury. Like in Porzingis' situation, I'm fine with like because he's been out for so long and just everything that's went into him about to suit up. Like I'm comfortable with. If it's something that's just nagging over and over again, like yeah, that would be a little different. There you go. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's discuss Harrison Barnes, shall we? HB. All right, Isaac. So the Mavericks had Harrison Barnes last year, and they didn't send him in the Porzingis trade. And then randomly at the trade deadline, at least randomly to us, they traded him away to the Sacramento Kings for Justin Jackson, Zach Randolph, and created a trade exception. Zach Randolph. The biggest, yeah, Zach Randolph was a Maverick for a time. (laughs) Get that jersey. They created the biggest trade exception of all time at the time. And now, months later, we are, uh, man, we, Mavericks have used that trade exception to get DeLon Wright. And the cap space, we, they didn't really use. They used it to re-sign their own guys, really. Still have some of the trade exception left. And so now, what do we think about this Harrison Barnes trade you know, six months after the fact, because it's easy to look at a trade and be like, Ooh, they got Justin Jackson. You know, there's the thing at the time. Can Justin Jackson be like 80% of what Harrison Barnes was, <laughs> right? Like there's all that. Some people were saying Justin Jackson might be better than Harrison Barnes. was. <laughs> Zach Lowe. Uh, Harrison Barnes had that player option for this upcoming season. He ended up turning it down, which we were all surprised about. He got a longer term deal uh, at lower uh, cost per year. And so now with all that information now, with everything that has pretty much happened, the, the, besides the $12 million that's left with the trade exception, that deal is done, right? Like that, we have seen the fruits of that deal, what it caused. Were the Mavs right to trade away Harrison Barnes? Yeah, it's crazy that you said six months ago. It's crazy that that was just like five or six months ago. It feels like it was like two years ago. I guess it's five months. Mark yeah, it just feels so long ago that it's just all the moving parts and stuff since then. But 
Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, you look at it because we have, you know, we've talked about it um, between us. We've seen it on Twitter. Uh, it's been a, a kind of a debate, a conversation starter with, you know, Mavs fans on Twitter and stuff of, well, crap, why did we even trade Harrison Barnes in the first place? Like, we should have just kept him now if we're just going to strike out on everybody. And All right, so um, <laughs> I accidentally played a YouTube video. It said a bad word, and so I had to edit, I had to edit it out. <laughs> uh on accident so i had to i was in like mid-sentence that, that's why the isaac was in mid-sentence you're talking about harris mars for some reason yes no so it's easy to look back now at the harrison barnes thing because fans are talking about a lot on twitter of now that we missed out on people now that we used our cap space to sign our own guys should we even traded harrison barnes like why didn't we just keep him in the first place now i mean Crap. I mean, I, I think where frustration comes in is the fact that so many people complained about Harrison Barnes for so long and like, oh my gosh, he doesn't fit, blah, 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 blah. And now we're seeing some of us in the same sense of saying, well, now wh- why do we even trade him? And it's like, okay, well, we got to pick a side on this, you know? And it, so we asked the question, should the Mavericks, even in hindsight, should the Mavericks have even traded for Harrison Barnes? Or I mean, traded, traded Harrison Barnes at the deadline. In a way, in, in a smaller sense, or a, a tiny bit of it, it's kind of like the Rondo thing. To where, when they made the Rondo trade at the time, you're like, sign me up. And then in hindsight, you're like, dang, like should we have? But I think the Harrison Barnes thing, you can make a case for even in hindsight, that at the time, Dallas had to do this to give them the chance and give them the flexibility. Because without trading Harrison Barnes, you'd still have some cap space, but you wouldn't have the chance to go after the big names. And to, and even going back to the thing, uh, the thing we've talked about in this pod a, lo- a ton, we never know what they know. Our question for Donnie yesterday, you know, when we did our offseason grade and in, uh, uh, in review over the past for over the past week or something, our one of the last questions we had was if you had if you gave Donnie Nelson truth serum, was the one question that we would want answered. And we're like, was Kimba in the bag? We know that you can't technically have those conversations, but what if it is around around the trade deadline time and they had a pretty dang good sense of, hey, Kimba Walker's going to leave. Or one of the, you know, we feel pretty confident that we're going to get one of those guys. And that's a move you have to do. Then you do it. And you take, and they probably looked at it and said, "Hey, we're not fully in love with the Harrison Barnes fit next to Luca and KP. You know, Luca and possibly KP anyway. Even though you just traded for KP, but alongside Luca, and if we traded him now, then it gives us the chance to chase another. You know, one of those guys at Kimber or something like that. They probably weighed the outcome and said, "Hey, even if we do miss out, it's still going to be worth it if we get off that money." And so. I love Harrison Barnes as a player and as a person. I think he's better than what a lot of people harsh on him, you know, get on him about. I think the contract that people say it was a super overpay and all this stuff. I don't really agree with that. I don't think it's that big of an overpay in my mind for Sacramento, especially in Sacramento's situation. But I think another thing you have to ask yourself is what about his player option? What does he do with the player option if he's still in Dallas this past summer? Yeah, does he pick it up? Does he do the same thing he did? In Sacramento, I'm gonna guess he's gonna do the same thing he did in Sacramento, and just and just go with that route. So if he does the same thing, then all of a and su- would Dallas offer it? True. Then all of a sudden, you have Harrison Barnes and Tim Hardaway Jr. for forty million dollars for the next two years, and you know, man, say what you want about that. That's, 
There's no flexibility in that. I also think that there's just a positional issue with Harrison Barnes. Now, you could say, well, he was a wing. They could have fit him in wherever. They really liked him as a four. They, they mm-hmm. really thought that, that he was a four. And sure, they could have slid him back down to three. He could have done that. Uh, but playing him next to Porzingis was a little weird in what the Mavericks wanted to do. And they wanted the, the flexibility. Now, they get Justin Jackson back. Can Justin Jackson fill in and do the things that they wanted Harrison Barnes to do to a degree? I guess they still have some trade exception. They also got DeLon Wright out of it. Do you get DeLon Wright if Harrison Barnes is still on the team? Man, what a question. Uh, that's hard. I mean, that's just a lot of loopholes to, or to try to go through. It's a lot of math, really. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, could, could they have, um, they probably could have figured out some way to do that probably, but what was cares? Um, what was Harrison Barnes cap hold going to be? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that, that's the question. If, if, if Harrison opts in to that last year, then bam, he's set at that 25 you know million mark, you know, going into next season, then you're 25 million less in cap space that, you know, that you're going to have to spend over the summer. At that point, you would still operate over the cap. And then you could still bring in Seth Curry at the mid level and Bo Bon at your biannual and, and all that stuff. But yeah, if that's the case, then I don't know. I mean, it could you, uh, theoretically could Barnes opt out, sign his new deal and then, you know, if he took less like he did in Sacramento, then have the money to go get DeLon Wright. I think theoretically probably you could pull that off. Um, but still, then you have to ask yourself, do you want, you know, or for fans, no matter how much we like Harrison Barnes, but like, do you want Harrison Barnes on that same contract he signed in Sacramento with Dallas long term? And because some people look at it and say, hey, I would rather have Harrison Barnes than nothing. Or I'd rather have Harrison Barnes because we ain't going to get anybody next summer or we don't know the free agent class and, hey, he's still relatively young and all this stuff, good leader in the locker room. Why We should have just kept him, signed him long-term. But, I mean, that's $20 million cap space that, like you said, we have Tim Hardaway. We have these other guys too. So I think it's a move they had to make. And even, the, even though they did strike out on the big names, it's not, you know. I think saying yeah. that, I would rather just have Harrison Barnes than nobody is very short sighted because if you sign Harrison mm. Barnes for four years, that is, you know, nine, what is it? 90%, 80% of the Porzingis contract and with Luca on the rookie scale, right? Like that length of time that we're looking at with Luca on the rookie scale, Porzingis under contract, yeah. you're signing now Harrison Barnes to be that third guy for the entirety of that time. There's no chances yeah. unless you trade Harrison Barnes later, which could happen. Unless you do that, there's no chances that you get somebody else, another, a third guy. They could You're pretty much locking in Harrison Barnes as your third piece right. alongside those guys. For four years. And, yes, and I think that's where the choice had to it, – it could not have been an easy choice because they loved Harrison Barnes. He did a lot of stuff in this community and helped Dallas through this, you know, these – past few years of you know after they missed out on these guys bringing Harrison in all that stuff but they weighed the cost of that and saying you know what we're not fully fully confident that he could be the third option next to Luca and if they're not fully on board of him being the third piece then you have to do that deal and you have to do the deal to one give yourself the flexibility to to chase that better fitting third piece and then two if you miss out on the third piece then you just 
keep your money allocated to you know these other nice contracts and then you try to retool over the season through trades or next summer and this isn't option one but this is one of their fallback plans that they knew was a possibility with them trading Harrison Barnes this isn't a Nick situation to where the Knicks sent off Porzingis and said, "Hey, we got all this money. We're gonna, we're sending him off just to spend money on a free agent." This wasn't, you know, Dallas did like Justin Jackson. Now I'm not gonna sit here and say they made the trade for Justin Jackson. They made it, you know, cap space was clearly a goal in that. But it's, but they're walking out of it not with the same feeling that the Knicks are walking out of their summer with either. Yes, my dog just opened my door, and I had to mute my microphone and go close it real quick. Um, he just, like, sticks his head in, looks in, is like, what you doing? And I'm Say, like, hey, you still talking? Doing a podcast. You still talking really loud and into that black thing on your desk? Yes. Yes, I am. So, yeah. and So, I, I consider this trade, in my mind, I know this isn't exactly how it went, but in my mind, I consider this trade Harrison Barnes for Justin Jackson, uh, DeLon Wright, and then a $12 million trade exception that they still have. I, that's what I consider the trade huh. because you, you you shuffled the pieces around to make that happen. Now, you know, could they have gotten more things with that? If we're looking at, you know, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly in that cap space, then all of a sudden you're like, dang, they got Justin Jackson, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly in that cap space that Harrison Barnes, the, the trade created, right? For sure. That would be amazing. I mean, that would be an absolute win. They struck out on a lot of those guys, all of those guys, except for DeLon Wright. And so that they bring him in. They also, those are two smaller contracts. Justin Jackson's still on his rookie deal. DeLon Wright on this less than $10 million a year per deal. These are more tradable contracts than a $20 million a year, you know, like 3 and D wing, right? Yeah. yeah. I also wonder how much they were concerned about the offense with, with Harrison Barnes as the third guy mm-hmm. and him taking shots away from from Luca and Porzingis, because for for all the the, you know, the great things that we say about Harrison Barnes, he did take shots away from Luca, right? Like he did take a lot of shots, and a lot of the offense is running through him. And well, that's what they trained him to do. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll still defend Harrison on this forever because when you bring, you brought Harrison in in that summer, and which KD went to the Warriors, you bring Harrison in, and, and your main storyline, your main. Um, offensive game plan is we're going to build around Harrison Barnes. They built him up. They hyped him up to the media and to everybody of Harrison Barnes can be a top scoring option. And for a few years, he was for the, for the Mavs averaging over 20 points a game and all that stuff. And so when you spend a couple of seasons at the point in Harrison's career that he was, it's like Harrison's leaving golden state as this fourth or fifth option, you know, of just this guy who sat in the corner shooting three pointers for Steph and everybody. And he's leaving that and saying, hey, I'm taking the next step in my career. I'm going to Dallas. They're going to focus the offense around me. They start giving it to him. He's taking his elbow jumpers. He's in the post. He's doing all this stuff. Like, he is getting the last shot at the end of the games. I mean, banking it in and hitting it sometimes. Yes, against Memphis. Like, you're you're super hyped if you're him because you're like, hey, this is the career arc that I'm going down. You know, I'm going up on because now I'm going to be this top option. It's not a natural thing to say, hey, we draft Luka, and now you're going to go back to be in the exact same role that you were in Golden State, no matter how much they want to draw up the offense. So it was kind of this blend of these two styles of, hey, we're going to give the ball to Luka. And he, well, actually, it's kind of a blend of three styles because you have Dennis Smith in there too, and but we want the ball in Luka's hands. But then you have Harrison, who you've been grooming as this like ISO back-to-the-basket scorer who is also going to try to get to a spot at the elbow and all this stuff. So like, it's... That's where they probably looked at and said, "Hey, could Harrison get there? He 
could get you know get back to playing that role in Golden State, but I don't know if that's what he wants at this time. You know, he's making money. He's you know he's gonna get paid a ton of money, and now he's in Sacramento to where they're a super fun and young team. But they might want a guy like that because right now in Sac in Sacramento, the game's on the line. Who do you think gets the ball? Fox. Are you are you fine with that? As far as like his outside, sh- I mean, I know he got better with his outside shooting, but. We just want Fox I, to create something. You're, you're either you're giving it to Fox so that he can, you know, Bagley sets a screen, then you have Buddy coming off an off-ball screen, and then he boom, you hit Buddy with the, you know the shot. Like that's that's who gets the shot, I guess. But see, I feel like Harrison will get some of those too. He'll, I mean, yeah, I think, he'll be on the other side, and Bogdanovich probably be you know over in the other corner too, and you just have Fox make that decision. I think what what I think that there'll be times at end of games that they're going to throw it to Harrison in ISO situation, so go, and say go get me a bucket, and I, I think that's what they'll do sometimes. And Harrison gives them that because I don't know, you know, I don't know if Fox is going to give you your ISO step back jumper. I don't no. know if you know Buddy is always going to be you know do that. Um, Bagley's not there that way, no. so Barnes gives you gives them that unique trait when when Dallas has Luca to do all of that. So. Um, yeah, the fit was never perfect, and I think they just had to roll the dice on it and take the chance, and they took the chance, and I think they'll live with it. What they do at the trade exception will matter too because let's just say it expires. They don't use it in February and it expires, and it's basically by your parameters of it's just Harrison for Justin Jackson and DeLon Wright. I feel like there's a lot of Mavs fans that said that would say, sure, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's the thing that, you know, Jeff Skinway got all mad about 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 Kirk, right? Where Kirk was, he was the lead guy in "I Hate Harrison Barnes" and do not like what Harrison Barnes brings. And then through the summer, he was complaining about they didn't do anything with the cap space. And then he was like, "Well, they should have just brought back Harrison Barnes, right?" <laughs> and then yeah. Jeff Skinway was coming back at at Kirk saying, "You just led this whole thing saying you hate Harrison Barnes, and now you want Harrison Barnes back." Um, there's a lot of people that just didn't like Harrison Barnes, you know, playing at the time. And you look back and now you're like, man, the grass is greener on the other side of this cap space, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you were the same person that was complaining about Harrison Barnes late in games, doing doing things like that, taking the ball away from Luca. You know, think you got to think about it on on that side of it too. Now, I'm not saying I agree with Skin or Kirk on either side of that. I think there are flaws <laughs> on both sides of the logic. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on any of that. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that that's kind of the two sides, right? Like the yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so that's that's Harrison Barnes. It's a, it's a what if. We'll probably dive into it a little more during the summer when we do our actual what if series. And uh, man, it's it's very interesting though. If they had Harrison yeah, Barnes I, on the team right now, they'd be going into the season with probably still. It's probably it's like the same team with Luca and Porzingis, the same team from you know twenty sixteen seventeen, but with Luca and Porzingis and no Dirk. Probably looking at Seth Harrison and Dwight with KP and Luca and. Yeah, he would be and the, all that, but if if they could still figure out a way to get Delon right, you have Delon, Luca, HB is your you know the wing, so you have a six eight wing, Porzingis and Dwight. Yeah. That's your huge lineup that Cuban was talking about the other day. Yeah, I mean, I think you um, just the dynamic of if Harrison Barnes was still on the team past the deadline, how that would have changed our whole like outlook this summer. We wouldn't have been expecting very much in free agency because they wouldn't have had a ton of money. We would all have just been waiting on the Harrison Barnes thing. Can you imagine, though, can you imagine everybody's hearts dropping and being like, holy crap, if Harrison Barnes was a Dallas Maverick and then it came out that he was he was he turned it down and he's declining, Mavs Twitter would have just broken. 
it would have just snapped in half because mm-hmm. then everybody would then everybody it'd almost be kind of reversed. Then everybody would probably think that like something crazy's happened if he's opting out, all this stuff. And then we would have just been covering that, and then he'd be coming back on this long-term deal. And then Mavs Twitter would just be an uproar argument of one side saying Harrison's, you know, Harrison's worth it. Like it's it's cool. You finally you got a guy who wants to stay here, third option. He can play the Golden State role. And then you'll have another side of Mavs Twitter that would be throwing a fit, saying, "Oh my gosh, we just gave all this money to Harrison Barnes." So that could have been our summer right now. Everybody debating on the Harrison Barnes contract for Mavs Twitter, but. It's not, and instead, we're figuring out uh, what number Boban's going to wear. Would it have been better if they just had Harrison Barnes and we didn't have all this upheaval about the cap space and he you know, opted into the contract and had the big expiring deal? No, it, it was it was fun over the past few weeks. I mean, they just wouldn't have had you know been able to be in any of these situations. You know, with the Kemba thing that we think that they were fairly confident in, that would have never been there. How would that have changed Kemba's free agency? You know, if Dallas wasn't there. Yeah. And I mean, and then he's like, what what is he planning on doing before Horford drops out if if he was planning on Dallas? And there's just Does he yeah, resign a, like right away? I know. That's the crazy thing about the keep on going back on what affects what, but And that's yeah. why we do a what if series in the summer. That's exactly why we do a what if series. It's fun. We did a bunch last summer too, by the way. If you want to go back to, I guess, late July last year, if you want, we to, did, yeah. To scroll all the way back to back, to and there. we did like we did some like deeper what ifs, like went back into Mavs history and touched on like you know what if Nash didn't leave? Yeah, that was a big one. Like I'm gonna try to look back and see if I can find any of these. Yeah. So, well. so your final guess, two K ratings. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, man. I'm glad you brought that back up. I tweeted out this question today. And we'll see where you stand on this too. We know Luca will probably land at 87 somewhere through there. KP would be right behind him. So Nick, we had a we had a podcast called The Reign of Ding last year. (laughs) Oh, sign me up for that. Nick, who will be the third highest rated Maverick on 2K20? Oh, this is the this is the question. Oh man, Dirk! Oh dang, I, I tweeted this out today, and dude, I've had so many quote tweets and people replying of different. Uh, it was a it was a general census of four players, because we had a decent amount of people that said Tim Hardaway, then we had the Seth Curry crowd, then we had the Dwight Powell crowd, and then some people, probably fourth place, Dillon Wright. So. Who would you have to guess would be the third highest rated player? If he wasn't Josh injured, had, if he wasn't injured, I would unironically say JJ Barea. Well, Josh Bo had a great quote tweet of my tweet of saying this summarizes the offseason way more than anything I've written. <laughs> Depth over I don't know what that's our laughing. Uh Dang. Yeah, hey, but injury shouldn't matter. Yeah, but he's not you're not going to play for a long time. <laughs> um, I think if I had to pick, I would probably, not that I would say it, or not that this is how I would do it, but I think the game will probably rate Tim Hardaway as the third. Probably. He has those athletic traits that they, you know, they really like and they value. Yeah. Yeah, because Curry, DeLon Wright, Maxie, Dwight. No. Dwight doesn't have a lot of skills, so that's not going to, like, like, 
shooting and you know passing and dribbling yeah. things like that where you're putting it'll probably be it. seth curry after tim hardaway and then dwight or something ryan broke off that's my final answer a <laughs> 90 Roby. a 99 overall three point rating yeah it, I'm, I'm gonna guess tim hardaway jr and we're gonna be upset about it yeah. <laughs> but will he even be an 80 <laughs> no well the the Mavericks will have two players in the 80s, and then the next highest rated player will be Tim Hardaway at like a 78. Yep. That's probably how yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. What is Costas going to be? 50. Wow. Okay. Here's our what if week from last year. This is the ones we did last year. We tried to do a little farther back in history. This year, we're going to do a little more current. Hmm. What if week? 2000. This is the first one we did. 2011 title and 2011 offseason. So, what if. They kept the team together. We kind of went yeah. back and looked at the next year and tried to figure out that. That was a fun pod. This is August 20th, by the way, 2018. What if DeAndre Jordan in 2015? So what if DeAndre had actually come in 2015? That was when we knew DeAndre was going to be a Maverick again. And yeah. uh, we had circling back around to that. What if Steve Nash? So we did it with Steve Nash. Um, not with Steve Nash. We talked about Steve yeah. Nash. That would have been great if we got Steve Nash on. Uh, we did the Giannis one, the one after that. We talked about what if the Mavs had actually drafted Giannis. The 2006 mm. finals, what if the Mavericks uh, had won? What if Dwayne – here's the uh, description I did. Nick Angstead and Isaac Harris asked the question, what if Dwayne Wade hadn't shot a billion free throws in 2006 and if the Mavericks had won the NBA title? <laughs> I probably told my Dwayne Wade story on that pod too. And then we did – you probably do. And then uh, we did a mailbag, which we should probably do again this year. Yeah, we need to do a mailbag coming. We haven't did a mailbag in a while. It's true. We need to we, do we, one of those we, I think we do a good job of, of getting listener questions, though. Like, the people that, that send questions to my DMs, we usually answer them. Yeah, that's true. The other thing is, we usually get questions, and we've already answered them in podcasts because we've done so many of them. Like, we've already addressed – I send people just links to podcasts all the time. Yes. Like, hey, what's your answer to this? Oh, here's the pod. We talked about it two days ago. Yes. <laughs> At length. <laughs> Which is good, I guess, for us. But yeah, so that's what if we that'll come probably in August again this year. We did it August like the last week in August last. I mean, we're really hitting dead period like now. Yeah. So and I'm going on now. I'm going on vacation after this week. So Nick's going on vacation. So guys, you're gonna get a lot of me for a bit. So (laughs) uh, I'm talking to some potential guests and some things planned. Scout with Brian might come on. No, I'm just kidding. And um, and then after him, I don't know if Ari Abraham will have time, but he's got to do desktop. We'll again. see. No, I have I have some things planned for when Nick's gone. So hang in there. We'll have pods uh, every day, probably, probably. You know. So yeah. there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>